Well, good evening and welcome back to Verbal Value, A Journey to Consciousness. This is season two, which is Affliction, A Survivor's Journey to Consciousness. It's your girl, Vanna. Um, It's a blessing and an honor to be back here on this podcast. I'm pretty sure Affliction, A Survivor's Journey to Consciousness is what we're going to ride out for the duration of this year, unless the Lord says otherwise. Um, And what I didn't do uh, in the first season is open up with prayer, and I, I want to do that um, in season two, first and foremost, being that this podcast belongs to the Lord, if you will, then I want to start off by honoring him and then we'll be moving right along. So real quickly, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity that you have given me to reach people, um, in a way that has been afforded to me. I ask, Father, that you speak through me that which you spoke to me, that someone may be blessed by what you have downloaded in my spirit. And I pray that it has impact and that if nobody but one person, if you can just touch one person, Father, if it's more than that beautiful, but if at least one person, if it affects change, I'll be grateful. So I will forever give you the glory, the honor, and the praise forever and ever. Amen. So listen, let's get started. Um, I will say that I took some notes, but just like clockwork, it doesn't matter whenever I say, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Somehow it doesn't quite work out that way. Um, Everything pretty much this year we'll be talking about affliction. And um, of course, it was good for me that I was afflicted. And so God's honest truth, it's made me um, a better person. It's made me wiser and stronger and literally um, a whole new me, and I love it. Um, It was a long journey. Uh, It wasn't easy, but the bottom line is, I survived. And there's millions and millions of more people who went through, you know, some serious afflictions and traumatic things. But at the end of the day, if you're still here, listen, that's a win in itself because many, many didn't make it. And uh, I'm grateful literally just for life. So with that being said, um, I want to be very clear that On this podcast, though I will be speaking uh, out of the Bible, I am not here to teach theology, okay? I have my own assignment, and my assignment is simply to give to you what the Lord has given to me with my life being the example, meaning it's going to be somehow related to my life because I know for 100% it's the truth. So I don't like to, you know, I just think, you know, everybody pretty much, you know, most preachers, they um, teach theology and doctrines and different things. And, you know, they will attempt to explain to you um, about the people in the Bible. And since just being real, I've never met any of them. Um, except, you know, I know the Lord to be my bestie. So 
But other than that, to try to speak on the mind of someone, that's virtually impossible because you can't speak on the mind of anyone except for yourself. So um, for me to try to explain to you what Paul was thinking when he said this, I mean, that you can't even do that in a court of law. So I'm just letting you know that's not my job. That's not the assignment that God has given me. My assignment is to give, again, to you what he has downloaded in my spirit. Um, again, if I speak out of the Bible, it will really be, for the most part, speaking out of the book of Vanna. So I believe that every life, if you have a relationship with the Lord, good, bad, or indifferent, you should be speaking from your life, okay? For me to tell you about the woman with an issue of blood, I mean, seriously, I mean, that was so long ago. And, you know, back then they didn't have pampering and did she have endometriosis? Did she have cervical cancer? Well, I myself was a woman with an issue of blood, and I did have cervical cancer, and uh, God did heal me. I had uh, cryosurgery, so knocked that right out. But for years and years, I suffered monthly with chronic, I mean, just ridiculous pain. Um, where literally, I used to tell people every month I wanted to blow my brains out because that's how much pain I was in. So um, it took a lot of self-medication <laughs> to help me get through it. Um, I'm serious. I mean, on the regular, I was going to have some uh, big old fat blunt and probably a bottle of 151, whatever the strongest thing I could have uh, for years. Um, until, of course, I had a hysterectomy in, in uh, 2012. And even that was a, a blessing because truthfully, the day before my surgery, um, a friend of mine, his, his birthday is February the 18th, and he came uh, home. He's a truck driver and he came home. I'm from Ohio, and he came into town, and he brought goodies with him. And even though I, <laughs> even though I had surgery the next day, I partook in the goodies because I hadn't seen him in a while. He's one of my best friends, and so um, when, <laughs> when I get to the hospital for the surgery, uh, you know, my mom and my sister are with me, and you know, I'm in the back, and the doctor, you know, they do the testing and he like yells out, she has cocaine in her system. And I thought, I wonder if you could just say that just a little bit louder. So perhaps my saved, sanctified and, and Holy Ghost field mom can hear you. So um, luckily um, the Lord blessed me because the doctor said that it was an elective surgery and that um, he shouldn't do it. But the Lord touched his heart and he did it for him anyway. And I, I'm not sure why he would even consider that elective when, you know, they, the doctor said that my uterus looked like a bag of rocks. So it was pretty bad. Um, but I just, I, I, I shared that story with you because it's just a blessing as a true story of a woman with an issue of blood. And, um, you know, my healing came because the Lord touched the doctor's heart for them to give me, go ahead and give me that surgery, even though I had messed up the day before because I really, really needed it. And um, I had suffered um, for uh, close to 40 years with that pain. <laughs> so um, I was very grateful. So I, I had to come back um, after uh, my system was clean and, you know, they, they did do this surgery and they used that, um, that machine thing, the robotics, um, where the machine actually did the hysterectomy as opposed to a doctor, and um, all went well. <laughs> so, anyway, so I was just giving you an example of what I meant while I why I said, and my I have a lot of stories that relate to some of the stories 
some of the people in the Bible. And I think that's what I love um, so much about the Bible that just everybody in the Bible um, that was used in any um, significant manner had issues. Like everybody pretty much had issues in this book. And I think it's a story, it's certainly a story of love. And it's a story of, of triumph, you know, for to let you know that there is nobody, okay, that God can't use. I mean, nobody. Um, drunk, check, you know, um, I never would never have called myself a whore because I was never a whore. But I would say, and I use this this terminology, as my, I make up words, but an entrepreneur, meaning, you know, I kind of freelance if, you know, that's what what it was about. It was about, but yeah, just like out, you know, walking the streets. So you know, any John, I mean, teachers on, but yeah, no, thank you. That was never my thing. So um, sometimes, and I, and I think if you read my flyer, everything on this podcast is XR. It's rated extremely real. The Lord told me way back when, when I was getting high in the streets, then, and I didn't even realize He was preparing me for what I was going to do. But He said, "We're not going to be sugarcoating anything." So, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm not here to lie about anything. That's not going to happen. And so um, it is what it is. I told you the good, bad, the ugly, and the downright foul. So, um, you know, I just tell the things that people have gone through. It's their truth, too, but they're not going to tell you. I don't mind telling you. I, I really don't because that was then, but this is now. So this is all a part of affliction, you know, a survivor's journey to consciousness. So all these things that I went through is what made me as strong as I am today. You know what I mean? And um, sometimes people don't want to, like the reason why people don't go to church, because, you know, they're afraid that for uh, many, they've suffered, you know, abuse in the church where people are just cruel, you know what I'm saying? And judgmental. Um, I referred to it before in my last season, you know, just street behavior in the church. And so we want to do better as a people. And so the Lord gave me um, an assignment. And this was probably a little over two years ago. So, hey, listen, I'm slow but show. So a lot of times God will reveal things and it may take a while for it, literally for it to come into fruition. I mean, I'm stepping into stuff that... He showed me like way back, okay, like in 1912. Okay, I'm super exaggerating, but I'm trying to let you know, like stuff from a long time ago. It's just mind bending how everything still comes back. You know, stuff that I'd even forgotten. I'm just like, seriously? Wow. I mean, God knows that I love puzzles and I love mysteries. I love mind bending. I love things that make me think. You know what I'm saying? Jeopardy is like my favorite game show. I love thinking games. In movies that make me have to, you know, I want to figure out what's going on. You know, if you if I figure it out, like Lifetime movie in the first three minutes, you already know what's going to happen. And not my kind of mystery, but I watch them. But anyways, so the assignment that he gave me two years ago, I, and for the first time, this is really rare, okay? It's never a time that I can remember where God gives me something and I can't remember where it's, where it started, you know, like, why did you give me this? It had to be something going on because it's usually how it worked. You know, I'd tell him, well, this, you know, this is an issue for me. And he'd give me a certain scripture and I'm like, so on point. Well, I don't remember what was going on, but he gave me, he told me to read Romans 14. He didn't say Romans 14 too. He said Romans 14. And I was like, okay. And I started reading in my mind, it was just blown. So whatever it was at the time, Dude, this Romans 14 was so significant. 
I mean, seriously. And I think at that time, I wasn't ready to, to say certain things, even though, you know, it's just where, where he was taking me. I just wasn't really prepared. Um, so anyway, two years later, here, here am I. And what he said was, in his honor, now this is the Lord's. I'm just a simple host. He said I was to throw a Romans 14 party. That means that everybody's invited. And I might have somewhat touched upon it. I didn't tell you what type of, I didn't tell you the theme of the party. I didn't tell you it was a Romans 14 party. But it in fact is a Romans 14 party. And I'm so excited by it. I really am. I was excited two years ago when he told me about it. And I'm even more excited now because I'm in a different headspace and I just totally get it and I get my assignment. And so um, this is, you could have picked a better host because, you know, back in the day, baby, I was the hostess with the mostest. God, man, you know, everything back in the day was BYOB, you know, bring your own bottle and you know, people show up and empty handed, you know, they don't have a bottle or they come in with a can with two drops left in it. So basically they just came so they could get something to drink. They really brought nothing uh, to the party but themselves and empty pockets and everything else. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so you know, you get to a point that so much of that, you know, I was always nice and just pretty much sent on everything and people get mad because, you know, my friend buy me cigarettes and, you know, go to the club and I've given them like pretty much by the end of the night, I've given out all the cigarettes because people say, can I buy a cigarette? Absolutely not, but I'll give you one. And here, take another one to stick behind your ear. So I'm like, literally just giving out two at a time. And like by the end of the night, I don't even have any left. That's I've always been that type of person, just always giving, 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 giving. Seriously, to the point people get really alienated with me, especially like if they paid for it and I didn't. I'm like, really? And I'm like, sorry. But anyway, you know, it's always better uh, to give than to receive. But anyways, so... You get to the point, you know, people partying with you never come with anything ever. And then so you go from BYOB to BYOE, which is bring your own everything. Okay. Whatever you think you might want, I suggest you bring it with you. But anyway, so when the, I was I was very um, honored that the Lord asked me to host this party. Um, I didn't just be heads, which again is the Romans 14 party. This is a global national party talking about uh, prophesying to the nations. How about this? Everyone is invited. Romans 14. All you have to do is reply, respond, show up with a simple M-Y-O-B. If you can do that, I mean, this party is like a lifetime party. You know what I'm saying? Lifetime party. You know, most parties, you know, back in the day, it just depends. He says it's over 12. That means it's really probably 12 the next day. But anyways, um, this party doesn't stop. And that MYOB is simply this, mind your own business. So the Lord is literally inviting the entire world to come on in and mind your own business. Now, I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it today. And I thought that I was going to do this a little bit differently. And so I'm not sure what his, you know, God, you know, it doesn't matter um, what I have planned. I have to go by whatever he says. So I thought that I was just going to just kind of break it down. He said, no, you're going to take it one at a time. So in Romans 14, there are uh, 23 verses. And, uh, you know, I thought maybe four at a time. <laughs> He's, no, you're going to do one at a time. So um, 
you're gonna have to hang out with me for for a little bit. I mean, yeah, you, you know you know how to read, so I mean, feel free to read it yourself. Um, but I'm just gonna give you what he gives me um, as it pertains as it pertains to each individual scripture. So this is important, and after we get through this, probably on a, uh, the next one will be the art. Um, and the importance of minding your own business. And so we're going to start off with this. And again, it's Romans 14. And keep in mind, I'm going to say it again because I want you to understand. Okay. And all that getting, get an understanding. So please understand. This is the Lord's party that he said, invite you to. So I'm just hosting it. Okay. Okay. But please know that this is an invitation from the Lord, period. So all are welcome, okay? So it's very important, or he wouldn't have said throw it. So I will start in the um, the New King James Version with the first scripture, but then after I read it out of the New King James Version, I am going to go over to the Message Bible because I, I think it's um, it's an easy read. Okay, so um, every you know we want to make it as simple as possible for for everyone. So the heading for Romans fourteen and the New King James Version is called the Law. Of liberty. And it reads Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. So that's first, the first verse in the New King James Version. Here is what the first verse says in the Message Bible. And the heading is Cultivating Good. Relationships. Now, remember, the first one was the law of liberty. This one is cultivating good relationships. I can't imagine why the Lord would think that's important. But anyway, here we go. So in the Message Bible, verse 1 says, Welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way you do. And don't jump all over them every time they do or say something that you don't agree with. Even when it seems that they are strong on opinions, but weak in the faith department. Remember, they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. So I can already tell you just from Romans 14, having read it uh, over and over and over and two years ago starting and um, each time it's new. So I will tell you because of the content of the entire chapter that some of the information is going to sound repetitive, but it shouldn't matter because all of it is going to be important. Okay. It's going to be important. <laughs> uh, first off, it's important to the Lord. So I think, um, uh, Again, in all that getting, get an understanding. So the first part is, is simply saying, and it simply says, welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way that you do. You have to be okay with people not always being in agreement with you, okay? I used to, in as much as possible, try to stay on the same page with some people, but you know what? 
everybody doesn't have the same um, thought process. We all have, the Bible says we are all given um, our own measure of faith, which means you, your belief system may be a lot stronger or weaker than mine. Okay. Um, which simply says we all have our own individual minds. Okay. Uh, like I told you in the last season, we all have our own individual fingerprints for a reason. So I don't, I don't have to always agree with you on everything. And you can't say that I'm wrong just because you don't agree with what I said. Okay. I don't need to tell you you're wrong. I mean, truthfully, and when I hear how I said it, I don't need to tell you you are wrong. Okay. Even if you are, and I'm, I'm learning that, you know, I have to be okay knowing what I know. I have to be okay with that. I don't have to go out of my way to tell me that, listen, whether, you know, what you believe is true, isn't true. It doesn't really matter. Now, if it's something that's going to be detrimental to your life, you know what I'm saying? If, you know, you think for whatever reason you've been told that you can eat poison ivy, I think that I would want to tell you, um, I think you're wrong on that. And I don't think you want to put that in your mouth. I'm just saying. So you have to use, you have to use wisdom. Okay. There, there are certain things and these are the things that I'm telling you as I learn, I'm sharing literally my life with you and the things that I'm learning along the way. I'm, and we read things and we take it for granted, but I literally, I'm just not saying it. Thank you, Lord. Choose your battles wisely. And I'm learning that and I have to stop and ask myself sometimes, will it do more harm than good? And that goes back to don't put a stumbling block in your brother's way or your sister's way. Just don't do anything that's going to obstruct their journey. You know, um, I don't have to shatter you to prove a point. Okay. And it probably will, you know, hold down a lot of unnecessary confusion and that's all a part of learning to mind our own business, knowing when to tell somebody something that's actually going to um, bring them up. So my job is to, in every way, shape or form, is to try to build you, not break you. Do you understand? Now, for me, it has took the breaking in the building for me to be where I'm at. But I've been broken enough that I should be able to now know how to handle people. And I'm telling you, I've always, and this is the way I've been, except for, you know, back in the day, I'm just telling the truth. My first nature is kindness and love. It really is until you hurt me. Because when, when I think, when I feel that people can hurt you and be okay with it, now you tell me that you're really my enemy. And you, I mean, you, you meant harm towards me. So then, then you take me to the flip side because there's a flip side to every coin. There's love or there's war. <laughs> That's pretty much, yeah. There's love or there's war. So because of the hurt that I have endured in my entire life, not at the hands of one person, I'm just saying a culmination of my life from the different areas where I was afflicted. I always knew, though, that because I was hurt, I never wanted somebody else to feel that same type of pain, any pain. If you've suffered, I don't care what the affliction is. I can't imagine that you would be OK doing it to someone else. Why would you want to bring that type of suffering on someone when you know the effect that it had on you. But there are people out there like that. They will hurt you and won't think nothing about it. I've, I've never been that person in my life. Do you understand? Now, when I was 
drinking and drugging. People knew when I was high, baby, the church doors was open. They would call me the puffing preacher. As soon as I got high, they say, here she goes. She's about to start preaching. And I tell them to shut up and I would get angry. You know, I tell them, listen, I'm not, I'm not preaching. I'm just talking. I'm just keeping it real. You know, that was my thing. I was very defensive, <laughs> but, but they knew I couldn't help it. And so, um, but you know, so I've, uh, when I was drunk, they knew the church doors weren't open. Okay. That's just keeping it real. Honey, those are two different levels of me. That drunken me is nothing nice. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't a happy drunk. Okay. Just keeping it real because I was drinking excess. I didn't drink for the taste. Seriously. No, I didn't drink for the taste. And less was more to me. So that $5 and 90 cent bottle of 151, less money, more impact. Yes, indeed. So I'm just saying, so that was the only time because now I'm out of myself and every painful thing that has happened to me, I am about to unleash it. That was my cycle with being drunk. So now I'm so like in another world, I'm not even cognizant that I'm saying something hurtful. And if I'm saying something hurtful is because you have hurt me and I just sucked it up, didn't say anything, didn't do anything. Now I've taken this golden opportunity to just unleash the beast and there you would have it. Okay. And all of it would be true though. You know, it would be true. That's what they're saying. Best way you want to get somebody to get the truth out of them, honey, get them drunk. They'll tell you everything. (laughs) Real talk. But anyways, so, you know, the, 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 the whole point is there's a right and a wrong way to treat people and you have to be okay with knowing that you're not always going to agree with someone else. I, I just found this out, you know, and oh my goodness, the, yeah, the Lord took me through some changes. I'm not even going to lie to you. And it was important that he did so. And I, at first I thought, you know, you could have missed me with this one about four years ago. The Lord put in my spirit, and I might have mentioned this before, but the Lord put in my spirit, Just a simple question. What do you believe? And so at the time, I figured, well, evidently, truthfully, at this time, I thought this question can't be for me Um, because that's really a ridiculous question because the Lord already knew what I believed. I believed what I had been taught to believe for at that time, 44 years. You know, I was just taught the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost and that everything in the Bible was the truth. And listen, so I'm like, Lord, really, what kind of question are you asking, you know? And it took, and I told the pastor at the time exactly what the Lord says. The Lord is always gonna, uh, always gonna leave a witness. You know what I'm saying? So now, four years later, I understood. Um, sometimes we are quick to judge, and He had to bring something around full circle and put me in the place where somebody else was with me. Uh, meaning, I signed up. Um, before I left Houston uh, to volunteer, one with a homeless shelter and another with the LGBT community. And so they had um, a meet and greet and I went and there was, um, you know, anybody who knows me knows that I, you know, I like to film and like do like talk show types of things. It's always been my dream, you know, back in the day, Ricky Lake and all that. I'm like, one day I'm going to have my own talk show. It's still going to come to pass. I promise you. But anyways, so, um, I go and I was talking to to one of the the um slow, it was a young white female and I asked her I said uh, so do you like to talk you know trying to see if she maybe wanted to let me record her and she's uh she was like no because she has a 
you know, issues with anxiety. And I was like, okay, for whatever reason, I just asked her, I said, do you believe in Jesus? And she said, no. And I'm going to tell you what, it's the God's honest truth. When she said it, like something went through me and I felt like I wanted to hit her. And I was so disgusted that I was ready to leave. I mean, seriously, and I know that sounds extreme, but it's the truth. I felt like I wanted to hit her. And I was just like, literally, I was repulsed that she would say that. And not too long ago, last at the end of last year, um, I was presented with some information um, about the 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 uh, the Nicene Council, and my mind was blown. I was literally taken so far back; I didn't know what to do with myself. I I can't articulate the emotion that I felt. Okay, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, the Lord showed me just how quick you could be on the other end. And I learned that it's possible that people have a reason why in certain things they don't believe for whatever reason. But what I can say for my life is, and this is God's honest truth. And I told you, I'm not here to teach theology. I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, I think it, it it pays to read. Reading is fundamental. You have to do your own research. You know, stop waiting for people to teach you everything. And I mean, if you're illiterate, then I would say work on trying to learn how to read. I wouldn't, you know, you can't just take people's word for things. You have to do your own due diligence to find out what is and what isn't. And if you just don't care, then it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So again, I'm not here to teach theology, but the whole point is I realize within myself, that's why I said it's not a belief system. I just know what I know. And I would be a lie from the pit of a place if it exists called hell. If I tried to teach somebody something as Jesus not being a part of it, I don't have any experiential knowledge of that. So therefore, again, that would make me a liar. I can only teach you and tell you what I know. What I know has worked for me for 48 years. So for me to tell you, I don't, I, I, it doesn't matter what was said. It doesn't matter what might be historically. It doesn't matter. What I know is what worked for me for 48 years. So for me to try to tell you something different, that's me setting you up for failure because I can't tell you if it's going to work for you. Okay. Why, why would I spend, you know, 10 years doing, you know, doing, I don't know, making lasagna this one way that's never failed. And I've won, you know, billions of awards for this lasagna. Okay. And then all of a sudden I tell you, well, listen, make this lasagna and add some, relish and anchovy scented. Let's let's try this out because I read somewhere that this is actually how lasagna is supposed to be made. I don't have any proof of that. You know what I mean? For my own life, maybe somebody else, maybe that's their truth and that's their proof that they made it like that. The lasagna had anchovies and relish in it and maybe it was good. But if I told you that, I would be a liar because I would, first of all, I'm pretty sure I would never, ever make that. But I'm just using that as examples. The first thing I can think of, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you get the point. So I can't tell you to do something that I have not done. You know, as a little girl, I had a smart mouth. I did. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, and I thought about that. 
smart mouth. I mean, isn't it better to have a smart mouth than a stupid, ignorant, or dumb mouth? I don't know who thought about that like it's a negative, but I, I guess, thank you. You know, I am pretty intelligent, so a smart mouth is better than a dummy, stupid mouth, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. So, okay, anyway, there's little things that I think about, like some stuff I wonder exactly where it comes from. But anyway, so when I was a kid, one of the things, you know, and I just pop my neck and be like, talk what you know. Right. And it occurred to me not too long ago that I used to say that as a kid. And even then I knew. And if I'm telling you, talk what you know, that means that you're saying something that you don't know what in the world you're talking about. Okay. So at 48, I say, I like to talk what I know, not what I heard, not what somebody said, somebody said, I, uh-uh. No, because I don't know that to be the truth. I only like to speak the truth. I like to speak my truth because I know that my truth has worked for me in the good, the bad, the ugly, and the foul. All of the above, my truth has gotten me to where I am today. So I would never, ever, that's why I say you have to be okay with knowing what you know. What is your truth? And if you don't know your truth, that's a problem. Then you'll just take anybody's truth and it'll be okay. So you listen, you, you when you mind your own business, that means you are accountable and responsible for your life. Ignorance is no excuse to the law. There's no excuse. Do you understand? There's no excuse to not know anything. <laughs> okay, you got the World Wide Web. There's just really no excuse. I don't care if it's legal advice. Listen, if I can't get to the um What's it? They have the, the the free legal or whatever. Listen, internet, everything. There's so much stuff on there. I learned something like a few weeks ago that I didn't even know, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" So there's no excuse. That's why we're all, we're gonna get to the importance of minding your own business and knowing yourself. It's extremely important. So the scripture said, "Receive a person. They believe they might not believe what you believe." Okay. But they believe in a higher power. They believe in there's a, a, a better life out there. It doesn't have to be exactly what you believe. And there's a scripture in the Bible. And I, you're not going to like this, but I'm keeping it real. It says, how can two walk together lest she agree? Huh? And oh, let me quickly tell you this. Let me go ahead and get it out there. I did tell you in the beginning, I'm not here to teach theology. I'm not here to teach the history of the Bible, when it started, who I don't it, no, okay. I'm that's not what you're going to get here. It's the wrong podcast if that's what you're looking for. So, when it comes to certain things, it's my truth. So, when the Lord told me, you have to learn the art of flipping the script. So, when I say, so when I flip the script, because at the end of the day, and all thy getting, get an understanding, I use the word in the manner that makes me better. Do you understand? that makes me uh, in a realm of a higher level of consciousness. I believe in my higher self and my lower self. So the Bible is a roadmap to life. It really is. When I was a little girl, my favorite book of the Bible was Proverbs. I, you know, I just love wisdom. I really do. But anyway, so my natural nature is to know. You know, I've always liked to learn. I've always loved to read. Um, so you have to, you use the Bible for what you use it for. If the Bible says a study to show thyself approved unto God, let's, let's get that in the books. Let's make sure we understand that. Study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto man. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you think. 
Okay. It doesn't really matter if you don't like what I know or what I believe. If you don't like my truth, that's irrelevant. Okay. Uh, as long as I know that, I, honey, I'm a hundred percent okay with my father. Oh, child, bye. The rest matters not. Okay. I mean, just keeping it real. So anyway, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who needed not be ashamed. So you have to worry about, well, is this right or wrong? I'm telling you, if you get a personal relationship with the Lord for yourself, I'm telling you, he will unlock your mind. He'll tell you exactly what to read. And when you read it, you'll know exactly what to get out of it. You'll extract that which pertains to your life. I promise you, because that's what he's done for me. And you will relate it to your life. See, when I when I speak out of the Bible, I speak what the Lord is saying now in real time. I don't have time to tell you about uh, what Jer- somebody said Jeremiah said. Okay. If the Lord, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it because this is how I feel about it. But if the Lord said something to Jeremiah back when, whenever said it was said, do you mean to tell me you read that and you think that, but he was talking to Jeremiah. But notice that like, you don't see everybody else in the Bible saying that what the Lord told Jeremiah. So this applies to me too. So if, if my dad, say me and all my siblings were all together in the room and my dad said, Pooh, wash the dishes. That was my nickname, Pooh. Anyway, Pooh, wash the dishes. Do you think my siblings are going to get up and run to the sink? Even if he said, Pooh, I got $10 for you on the table. Do you really think that my siblings are going to get up and run to the table for that $10? No, he didn't say your name. He said, Pooh, that's me. So I'm just saying, God has a word for you, for your life. I promise you, for your life, okay? I, I, I don't try to ride off with somebody told with you know what the Lord told you. So, you know, if the Lord said you hear people say, Oh, the Lord say he's gonna bless you uh with the with a new car. And then you're like, well wait a minute. They ain't even got no license. I'm just saying, so how the Lord gonna get them a new car. So already you know you're lying. They ain't got no license. The Lord is not about to bless you with no new car. Now he might bless you with one lifetime bus pass to make sure you get to where you need to go. Okay, or maybe he might provide a free Uber service for you. So that's how, you know, sometimes it's important that you get the right word. You know, sometimes we we have some of these feel good uh, prophets who just they want to tell you something to feel good. And and it turns out it's just a blatant lie. It might sound good, but I'm just saying. So anyway, I told you everything on here is going to be relating to a personal relationship with the Lord. Okay, we've started out Romans 14, the first chapter. Um, in the Message Bible, again, it's cultivating good relationships. And I'm going to tell you, when you get a personal relationship with the Lord, you can't help but to have good relationships with others. Because when you really have a true relationship with God and you are cognizant of your Christ consciousness, there's a certain way that you won't even be able to treat people. Okay? So I, I think we need to concentrate. On, and I'm going to tell you that probably until I, I draw my last breath the importance of a relationship with God. See, I, I'm very clear on my assignment from the Lord. Okay. So we said, go get my kids. I'm going to get, I'm coming to get you. Okay. And I'm bringing you straight to my daddy. You need a relationship period. I'm not sure how you even function without one knowing, you know, knowing <laughs> what you should do when you should do it, how you should do it. I mean, granted, now listen, he'll tell you something. And, and let me quickly say this because it's a fact. He asked the question four years ago. I didn't have understanding until like very recent, okay? Literally very recent. So what I learned was anytime God asks you a question, 
Because first of all, he's never going to ask you anything that he doesn't know the answer to. Okay. You know, and I know we are all, you know, very intelligent and I'm very intelligent. I'm, yeah, I am just keeping it real, but I am never going to be so intelligent that I'm able to enlighten God on anything. (laughs) Okay. Ever. Okay. So I, I know we got some really astute people out there, but I'm telling you, you're never, I don't care who you are, how many degrees, you're never going to enlighten God ever. Okay. I'm just saying. So I personally, I prefer getting my intel from him because I know it's correct and I know it's specifically for me. Okay. So to ask that question, it was a little absurd because why do you ask me a question? That's why I said, well, when he's dropped in my spirit, I'm like, well, you know, it's common sense. You already know the answer. So you really couldn't be asking me what I believe because you already know what I believe. Okay. So whenever he asks you a question, that means he has an answer that he wants to give you. Just so you know, God, you hear God ask you a question. He knows you don't have the answer. So he's letting you know with the question that I'm going to give you an answer to the question that I have now given you. So, and it took four years. See, and here's another thing with God. He'll say something. He'll ask something, but it may take, uh, well, obviously it's four years on this one thing. Okay. <laughs> four years. He walks you through it so you can get an understanding. It's not just a point I'm, I'm about to tell you this. this is what it is. Listen, he'll tell you something. You get like some, you'll think like the best revelation ever. And then he'll just come and blow your mind and say, that wasn't it. But what you got was already good. He said, no, that wasn't it. I just love it. I'm telling you, listen, if you love a good mystery and you love being entertained and you love to learn, oh, please listen. I wouldn't trade this relationship for nothing on this earth. I'm serious. You wonder why I can say for God I live and for God I'll die and mean it? Yeah. Dude, we've been together for a long time. <laughs> we've been together for a long time. And so he's truly my everything. And I get excited. You know, I have people, you know, talk to I remember my one friend, he goes, uh, he said, you sure talk about him a lot. And I'm like, wow, really, dude? Are you jealous? I mean, come on, <laughs> who says this? I'm talking about the Lord. I mean, really? That's, but I'm, I mean, he literally said that to me. You shall talk about him a lot. It's like, wow, what an imbecile. I'm just saying. So, I mean, Lord, forgive me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. So, yeah, I, I tend to talk about him a lot because he's at the top of my list, baby. Listen, it don't get no better than my life with him. I'm very serious. So, we have now, I hope, I, I, I hope that I have at least been clear about verse number one, just to recap. Welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way that you do. And be, be okay with not always being in agreement, okay? And that how can two walk together? That's, we agree. That's a good way to get some, that's a good way to get yourself to divorce court. I'm sorry, that's a, that's a scripture that no, no. Yeah. That's one that I had to flip the script on that. So when you, when you have wisdom, you'll know that you can walk with somebody and not agree on everything. You just, you're not, you just, you're never going to agree on everything with anybody. I don't care who it is. You're just not going to do it. I mean, seriously, I was married for six years. I mean, after six years, we got a divorce, but I mean, I'm just saying we were in more times than now, we weren't in agreement. <laughs> we weren't in agreement. You know what I'm saying? So um, anyways, so 
I just wanted to throw that in there. And again, that's my truth that uh, I can walk with somebody and not necessarily agree everything that they agree with, because that's a form of separatism. And for some people, they'll take that and they'll take it as a sense of elitism um, in saying, well, since you believe that, uh, that's wrong and I'm better than you. And oh, child, bye. Nobody got time for that. Um, and if we could just always keep in mind that God created every person on this earth, okay, whether we like them or not, you have to remember this is God's creation, the creator of all. And I'm not sure how you could really grasp that and be okay with messing with his creation. I just don't, I mean, seriously, I don't get it. He's a bad mamma jamma to think you can do that and get away with it. But I, I'm telling you, 2019, please, you're, you're, you're going to have to wake up because he's not going for it. Okay, so I'm hoping that, you know, in the course of this year, we're going to learn this Christ consciousness. All right. Because if, you know, you can, you, your, your belief system will be tested this year. Okay. Please know this. Your belief system will be tested this year. You can't profess something that you're not living. Or you probably don't want to profess it. Okay. Because that's one way to turn people away. Okay. Because they... They hear you say this, but then they watch you and be like, but that's not possible because anyway. All right. So again, welcome with open arms, fellow believers who do not see things the way that you do and don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with. Even when it seems that they are strong on opinions, but weak in the faith department, remember they have their own history to deal with. So treat them gently, which simply means, listen, choose your battles, okay? Be man enough or woman enough to responsibly agree to disagree. With the Christ consciousness, you'll do that. Seriously, you just really, you just look at it and it's like, is it worth it? No. Ask yourself, is this going to make them better or is this going to make them bitter if I say or do this? Is it going to help them? Is it going to hinder them? Is it going to harm them? If the answer isn't A, don't say it, don't do it, all right? If it's not going to build them up and it's going to tear them down, don't do it. Just think before you act. Think before you speak, okay? We all have we all have issues. Come on. Sometimes, you know, I used to say I have more issues than tissues. But listen, I don't need anybody making my life harder. Okay? Purpose in your spirit, I am going to lift somebody up. Purpose in your spirit, then I'm going to purpose on purpose that I am going to make sure that I am speaking life into someone else's life. That I will make it my business to show someone else kindness. Regardless, you don't have to know them, but how hard is it to smile? You know, when I go to a grocery store and I see people at the counter and they're not smiling. Oh, I'm gonna make you smile before we get up out of here. You know, sometimes I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Sometimes I told them, I'm like, and I would just ask them, Are you having a bad day? I'm, because I want you to know you look like you're having a bad day. And I think, you know, if that's your position, you know, you can't be working a register. You need to be back in stock. Nobody has to see that, okay? 
I just, I'm just saying, sometimes we have to look, need to, you know, work on our, our people skills, you know, and find out where you fit. People, people who aren't people persons shouldn't be dealing with the public too much. You need to be back in the warehouse or in stock somewhere. Stack the shelves, you know, I'm just saying, or, or maybe you, you, you want a different type of job, maybe out in nature. I don't know. But anyway, so let's be a blessing. Each one, reach one. Can we purpose in our spirits? Listen, we we have to do a, a better job. First, with loving ourselves. And I'm telling you, if you get that personal relationship with the Lord, you will do better with yourself and you will do better with others. So it's all about getting better to get to your best. That just means baby steps if need be. Just simple improvements, you know? One person. You don't have to go out and say, hey, I'm about to brighten the entire world. You're not going to reach the whole world. Listen, just... My thing is to love the hell out of you one heart at a time. Just one. Each one, reach one. Pay it forward. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. And listen, if you don't love yourself, love them better. And learn how to love yourself so you can love somebody else. I know we say that, but what we don't realize is some people really don't love themselves. At one point in time, I didn't really love myself. It was easy for me to love other people. I'm very serious. And, you know, I had a friend tell me one time, she said, oh, my God, Vanessa, you make it so hard to love you. I'm like, really? (laughs) I do. You know, but anyway, so it was so easy for me to give love. But I don't know. You know, I, I, I did struggle at times with receiving love because, you know, people just sometimes I didn't believe they were honest, you know, and so. Anyway, I'm, I'm so over that now. I really am. You know, I'm going to love you regardless. Uh, that's who I am and that's what I do. And so that's my Christ consciousness when I'd allow me to treat you as less than a child of God. Because at the end of the day, no matter what you've done, no matter what you do, that's still who you are. And God hasn't wrote, written anyone off the list, okay? If you're still alive, he still wants you. Hear me when I'm telling you, he still wants you. He's just like, come on in. That's why we have this big old party, okay? He just wants as individuals to get better, okay? So we can get to our best as a whole. All right, well, I'm going to get off of here, okay? It's almost 50 minutes, and we will start... Verse two, remember, we're going to be doing, this is the Romans 14 party and the Lord's request that I throw the party. And remember, I'm just the host. So this is the Lord's party. So it's important. And if you want to at your own leisure, read the entire Romans 14. It's okay. I'm still going to one by one (laughs) tell you whatever's in my spirit about that, that verse. Okay. So we did verse 14 and one. Next podcast will be 14 and two until we get to 23. Okay. So listen, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And thank you for hanging out with me. Um, Until the next time, listen, remember in every negative, there is a positive purpose in your spirit that you're going to extend unusual kindness. Okay. You're just going to, it doesn't matter if they're strange, you're going to throw a smile up. Even if you feel like crap, I'm telling you, if you will force yourself to make someone else feel better, you're going to feel better. I promise you. So it makes me feel good to make other people feel good. It really does. Okay. So let's, again, each one reach one because we are the light. You understand? 
And so let's try to light the way for somebody else. Um, until the next time, again, I love you. God bless you. And namaste.